Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway Superfans. I'm in Wisconsin. What? <laughs> why oh why oh why oh are you not in Ohio? I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything. I tried to think real quick of a That's Wisconsin right. musical That's theater right. song. I don't think there are any. No, I don't know. I don't think so either. Anyway, it's quiet Have you had here. some cheese? Is it quiet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm outside in New York City right now. It's and not it's quiet. Noise and it's noisy. Yeah. yeah. There's like construction. Lots of things. Lots of birds. Yeah. Birds are out. There's birds here too. How's the weather in Wisconsin? Oh, it's beautiful. It's in are the you 70s. slipping into your Midwest accent? Oh, uh, sometimes, you know, a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> Drove down to Chicago yesterday. <laughs> to the city? No, city. to my parents' house. <laughs> the suburbs. Hey, mom and dad. Yeah. But before I came to Wisconsin, I saw two shows. Two shows. Two of them. I saw, I went to... The Paper Mill Playhouse in beautiful Milburn, New Jersey, and saw Pump Boys and Dinettes. How was it? It was a show. (laughs) That's kind of how I felt about it when I saw it. I mean, I'm so interested in its entire story of how it came to be, and I definitely understand why it's done a lot. It's definitely one of those shows Mm. that, like... You don't need to have a big budget. You can have, you can add people to it. You can keep it the five people, you know? Yeah. You can make it as big or as small as you want to make it. So it definitely makes sense. As soon as it started, it seemed to me at first, my first thought was, this feels like a children's show, but for adults. (laughs) That's funny. Like not necessarily even in a bad way, but just in the way that... It starts with that, the main, I guess you would call him the main character, the guy Jim or John or whatever his name is, being like, hey, how's everybody doing out there? Mm. And like the sort of call and response of it really made me think of that. And it was like, we're all going to learn a lesson today. (laughs) Yeah. And then. I don't even, I like barely even remember the show. (laughs) I mean, it's basically, it's, it felt like that. It also felt like sort of a theme park show because it's not, there's no story, obviously, but there are stories behind the characters. Right. So they'll like give you a little setup. It's like an acted cabaret. They'll give you a little setup for the song they're about to sing and then they'll sing it. <laughs> and they sort of relate to each other. Right. Well, how was... Alicia Umfress. I mean, all of the actors were great. Alicia Umfress and Julie, we still haven't decided how to say her last name. Foldessi, Foldesi. Ah, Foldessi. That's how I've decided to say it. Yeah. I think it's the (laughs) other way. But who knows? Uh, They were both great. 
delightful. The guys were. Do you great. have Julie's album? I don't, but I've I know you do, and we've listened to it. It's really good. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's good cafe music. Yeah, I recommend that album to to people who like some nice like just yeah. I don't. I would I I would want to I guess put it in the genre of folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like people have negative connotations to folk when I'm like I love. It's just sort of like nice and little guitar, you know. Yeah. Everybody's talking about how Bright Star is like the first, like it's a bluegrass musical. How weird. And I was like, there's definitely bluegrass in this show from 1983. Yeah, I don't. And like country. I, I mean, I kind of understand that reaction to bright white star but i also like don't i mean it's a little different like yeah i feel like it's sort of like in the way that people are like hamilton rapping whoa and then people are like bright star bluegrass and you're like i mean uh, okay Yeah. yeah it's not like it's not like i mean in the same way that Hamilton is not the first time rapping has been on Broadway, but people are kind of acting like it is. Yeah. It's not the first time bluegrass has been on Broadway. That's kind of how people are acting. Mm. Um, There was a really funny moment in Pump Boys when the ladies were singing that song, Tips, that's clearly about penises. (laughs) And Tommy Brocco, Spot Conlin of Newsies, was in the audience and there's like an audience bit where, you know, I guess Julie probably picks out somebody each each show, but was like, you in the white sweater. I can't remember what she said to him, but it was like bantery. And he like took out actual money and she was like, I'll take that. And so then she uh-huh. like came down into the aisle and took his money. Uh, and it was funny. funny. And I was sitting there being like, you were both in Newsies and nobody here knows it. Well, I'm sure a lot of people knew it, but you know. <laughs> I, uh, that's funny. I wonder if after the show he got his money back. I don't know. I saw him at the party and I talked to him about how funny that was, but I didn't ask him if she kept his money. Was it like $1 bills or was it like 20 I don't know. I, I think it was just a, a, a bill. So my guess is it was probably a dollar or $5 or. Well, I guess you don't really need to give that back. He's got that Not newsies money. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. No, he doesn't. Newsies money. Only Alan Menken has Newsies money. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know what? It's a fun show. It's not anything I would, you know, care to... I guess I would see it again, depending on the cast, because it's not right, unenjoyable right. to listen to, but I would never seek it out. But right, yeah. it was a fun set. It had a really fun set. I don't know if it was what they had built for that failed revival that just never got used or if they built it for this show. But if, make your way what out did, to... What did it look like? Uh, it, you know, it looked like a gas station and a diner, but hmm. it looked... I imagine a show, a set for that show could look really cheap. It did not look cheap. That's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really much else to say. Well, you know, but, if you want to go, yeah. you know how to get there. <laughs> oh, I will say public service announcement. They, the New Jersey Transit is going to be buses <laughs> till the fall. Nope. No. <laughs> are you fucking kidding I me? Went, how are people living their lives? I went to look up 
I don't know if it's just this line. I went to look up the train times just because even though they're always the same, I wanted to double check and it was day of and it was like starting next week as in yeah, yesterday when we would be recording this, the 17th, that it's going to be shuttle buses from the Penn Station. Thing. The whole line. Again, I'm not, I know it was for the line that I was looking at to take you to the paper mill playhouse. So just a public Holy service announcement sh- if you're planning the on whole, doing that. Like from like the whole Dover line, like all the way? I, I guess I didn't pay too much attention to it because mostly I was like, that's next week. I'm not, I don't have to deal with it. That, I mean, but I, it definitely oh, puts a cramp God in. God bless the people of New Jersey on that train line. That is a nightmare. Yeah. That is a literal nightmare. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Like, I don't even understand how much of a added commute that bus Yeah, be. I don't know either. Because obviously it, you know, the traffic affects it. And Oof. this says, important note, Gladstone Branch trains are replaced by buses on most weekends and holidays. Okay, that's right. It was only weekends and holidays, so not during the week. Oh, oh my God. Until the oh fall okay. to support the power system, power supply system. That's right. But either way, I was looking at this being like, I'm glad this is next week and not today because honestly, I might have been like, I'm not going to go. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to see any more paper mill shows if we can't like borrow a car, yeah. which is too bad because my sister-in-law's car went to the junkyard oh, last week. Oh, no. So no car. Bummer. Well, this says it yeah. goes through September 2nd. So I think the only show that should be affected by it is West Side Story, which is their last show of this season. First show of next season, The Bodyguard, will be after September. Fantastic. Woof. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, so God be with you if you choose to go to Paper Mill on the weekends. Oh, my goodness. But Pump Boys oh, is God there. bless all the people who have to commute to a job. On the, the weekends? On the weekend. Yeah, exactly. That sounds horrifying. Mm-hmm. The other show I saw was The Father, MTC show, all white people. Frank Langella, mm-hmm. Catherine, what's her name? Irba? No, I have no you, idea. Uh, from Law and Order C- Criminal Intent. <gasps> Catherine Erb? Yeah. I have no idea. We saw her in that weird off-Broadway play about PTSD. Yep. We sure did. Hmm. Oh, was, I didn't know she was in it. She is in it. I love her. Do you think it's worth it? I'll think it's worth it to see it for her. I think so. She's really good in it. It's short. It's 90 minutes and you can do 30 mm. under 30 with MTC. So it's it's funny because I think the last MTC show we saw was Constellations. Mm. Possible. And it's not, you know, that was obviously like multiverse things happening at the same time, which one's the real timeline. This in a different way is similar because it's sort of about Frank Langella's um, brain confusion as he deals with dementia. So mm. scenes happen sort of more than once with different actors playing the same characters because you're seeing the world as he sees it. Right. That's so cool. there was also some characters that I was like, I saw it with our friend Dave Quinn, Nine Daves, and I was like, I hate that guy. And he was like, yeah, but is that actually how that person is? Or is this how he's seeing that person? Hmm. And you don't really know. 
That's you cool. can still hate him, certainly from Frank Langella's perspective. But mm-hmm. um, the one thing I hated about it, which oh, I understand wow. why they did it, is as after each scene, like to change the scenes, there's like a bright flash of light, which was oh. is purposefully meant to disorient you. Right. And then around the stage, there was a series of little lights. They were softer, but we were trying to figure out what they might represent they moved and they flashed on and off. So Dave was thinking like memories that were cut, like fading in and out. I thought maybe they were like brain synapses that were like going mm. a little haywire. I don't know. It was like a cool, like without being heavy handed metaphor, mm. especially because you could sort of interpret it in a lot of different ways. Very cool. Yeah. And it was different scene change music than MTC scene change music. <gasps> What? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like wow. that. Like, this is a play that you're seeing, and we're moving the scenery around. It was like classical music. Also, wow. uh, if you go see this show, and this isn't a spoiler, but something to look out for, each time they go to a different scene, something in the set has either been moved or replaced or disappeared completely, which again is to like add to his confusion. And it's sort of, it's like a highlights magazine. Like (laughs) what's different about this picture? That's funny. Maybe I'll take my mom and we can cry about dementia. I was going to (laughs) say, it might be cathartic. It might be, awful but it might be both you know it, again it's 90 minutes so it's not it's not so overwhelming right that sounds like an mtz show pretty standard yeah it's not i mean, I mean they're rich people and they're white people in this show i don't think they have to be but it's not about that well they're well well, I mean, one of my, all, my, my absolute favorite MTC show, I think, was, uh, what was that, Laurie Metcalf show? The other place. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, obvious, I'm assuming different, but also very similar themes to this, mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what MTC sure does know? Their audience. Yeah, that's true. I know. I also was like sitting in that room with all those old people being like, who's going through this right now? (laughs) Yeah. You know, which is an interesting sort of empathy. Yeah. And like, I think some of the things they thought like were laughing at, it's not that they weren't funny because they were sort of written to be amusing, but you're like, how many of these laughs are like, oh God, that happens to me. Yeah. Right. We have, that's an open-ended run, I think, or at least there's no, which doesn't make sense. MTC doesn't have open-ended runs, but they don't have a closing night listed on their website. So who knows? Weird. I highly doubt Frank Langella will be like, yeah, I'll do an open-ended run. (laughs) Well, we have a follow-up from last week's dog story. Oh, Dog Gate. Dog Gate 2016. (laughs) Tinkerbell's story for Broadway World has been posted. Oh. It's just Tinkerbell 
with the actors from Waitress at the stage door. And also, I said Tinkerbell was wearing a T-shirt. Tinkerbell is, in fact, wearing, like, a matching Waitress uniform. Like, you oh know that my. blue uniform that Jesse Mueller wears? Right. Yeah, I did. Th- I think I did see that picture. So. I don't. Here's my thing is, like, I looked on Broadway World that I think that one or some other thing that had pictures of Tinkerbell. And I, and then I know that every thing that's posted on Broadway World is a copy and paste job. And they just copy and paste, you know, like the synopsis of the show and who's in it and stuff like that. But, like, it was like, Tinkerbell the dog went to see Waitress. Here's all the information about Waitress. And yeah. I was like, and who's Tinkerbell the, information the dog? information about that fucking dog and why the fuck that and fucking why? dog is there? Exactly. Why is that dog there? It was literally, it, it, it was, it said it in the same way that they would be like, Kim Kardashian went to go see a show. Like, we, don't we all know who anything. Kim Kardashian is. We all know who Kim Kardashian is, but, like. Also, this is bitch, really frustrating to me is. because, like, Take your dog to the stage door and have your dog have pictures with the sta- with the cast if you want. Your dog doesn't need to see the show because yeah, your dog's your a dog, dog. Dog's a dog. Dog doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Listen, listen. We did have someone. See, no. We did have someone tag us in another post about a dog, but this dog was a golden retriever, and my instinct says probably a service dog. Oh, there's no way you get a golden retriever into the theater without it being a service dog. Right. Just so everyone knows, again, we're not against service animals. Of course. <laughs> we are against pets. Pets, pets, pets. Pets in the theater. Leave your pets at home. Leave your celebrity dogs at home. Also, not to be a cunt about it. <laughs> yeah. But I follow a lot of dogs, and I know a, a know and follow a lot of famous famous dogs. And by right. no, I mean like I know of them and I follow them diligently. Right. And I have never heard of Tinkerbell before this. Me so. neither. Can Tinkerbell really be that famous if I've never heard of mm. her as a celebrity dog? I don't I follow know. All the best celebrity dogs. You know when you go onto your Instagram and your Instagram's like, hey. You should follow all these people. Oh, yeah. They have similar interests. Like 90% of the things that get suggested to me are on dogs. are dog accounts. Yeah. Because it's like, we see who you follow. Why don't you try these other dogs? <laughs> we, we noticed you've liked dogs. And I'm not familiar with Tinkerbell the dog. So, I mean, I am now. Yeah, well. Um, I just, I, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think that I dogs should be in the theater. I want to talk to the... The staff, that like the Brooks Atkinson in front of house staff. I want to talk to the actors. I want to talk to the publicity people. I want to talk to Broadway World. I want to talk to the owner of this dog. I want to know what everybody oh. thinks about this. Hmm. I'm I, I'm baffled. Like if I were on stage, even if the dog didn't make a noise, because we know this dog sat front row, and I saw a cute little dog in a waitress costume. And I'm on stage in a show. I would, like, be distracted by that dog. Well, yeah, because you're like, why the fuck is there a fucking dog in this theater? Why is there a dog sitting in the front row? In a waitress outfit. (laughs) Well, also, it's also, you know, and we all have our 
everybody has their reasons for why they want and need and seek attention from celebrities Mm -hmm. and getting your dog take, take, you know, that dog is a prop. Yeah. That dog is a prop for the owner to meet people. Sorry to, who is the Peanuts character that charges five cents for psychoanalysis? Lucy. Yeah. I'm just going to Lucy this person. (laughs) Well, she owes you 10 cents. (laughs) Maybe it's five cents. It's probably gone up because it's 2016. (laughs) Yeah, it has. I want to say we shouldn't give Tinkerbell any more press, but if any of you see Tinkerbell, please let us know. Listen, if you see Tinkerbell in person, you can be our boots on the ground. Yeah. Ask that that dog a question. Mm Mm-hmm. Say, no, I mean, I don't know. You brainstorm your own questions. I don't know what I would ask ask them. I would be like, why are you bringing your dog to the theater? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good start. <laughs> why do you think the theater is an appropriate place for a pet? Yes, yes, yes. That's it. You're all tasked with being our boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Be our dog investigators. Well, as this season ramps up to the spring, we already have a show closing. But not till next year. <laughs> we have our first casualty of January 2017. Yo. Matilda. Matilda. I got to see Matilda again. Yeah. Well, she had a good run. Yeah. I mean, I think it's not. It's going to be a, a lot of out of work children, though. Ain't that the truth? And I think we've just <laughs> sort of gotten complacent about shows running for such a long time like four years is a mm. great run it absolutely you know it went on tour it probably will you know the tour is not ending so right it doesn't shows don't need to be open for 30 years phantom of the opera yep yeah yeah i think four years is solid curious to see what its licensing life is like yeah That'll be interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it'll become like Annie and high schools will do it and put 16-year-olds playing Matilda. <laughs> well, it's infinitely better, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe those those combination high school, junior highs that I only ever saw on TV. <laughs> that like start in seventh grade or whatever. <laughs> Some good news out of Hamilton. There's some sort of vague agreement has been reached. Mm. Of course, uh, well, I mean, most contracts aren't of any kind, aren't like sealed, but people don't generally talk about the terms of their contracts. So it's not out of character that we don't exactly know what the settlement is. But actors will have, according to this New York Times article, a piece of the profit stream from the play. Hope so. Hope it's true. Hope they're getting some money. Yeah. Oh, Hamilton. I know. It continues to to be a source of conversation, mm. good and bad. Mm. And it might win the Pulitzer today. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying actor friend was like, if Hamilton wins the Pulitzer, 
Like if Hamilton doesn't win the Pulitzer, get ready for a lot of clickbait think pieces. And if Hamilton, like basically no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready for more wins, Hamilton press. There's going to be like lots of press, but you know, like why Hamilton's the best fucking thing that's ever happened to your brain. And if it doesn't win, it'll be the, oh, why didn't it win? It's the greatest art that's ever happened. I have to say, I, one of my regular customers mm-hmm. works at a recording studio and like across the street and he works like with rap artists and I was chatting with him and he started talking about Hamilton because I guess one of his friends was like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. And he was like, I really wasn't impressed with it much at all as like, a, like coming from a rap background. And we were, so we were talking about it and he was saying that all of, not all, but like a lot of the rap references that like, I think for people like me, you know, went completely over my head and they're publishing that book about all the references. Right. It's been he published. He, was, he, oh, it has been published. Yeah, right. Amazon's Amazon already like sold out. out? Yep. Oh, come on. Come <laughs> on. Come on. It just seems like you should have printed more in the first Well, printing. I was going to say they silly. probably didn't know how much, you know. Really? They didn't know? <sighs> they weren't just like, order five million copies I right now. I feel like that's probably, even with being what it is, just continually underestimated. Because I don't want to make it sound like an underdog, but just musical theater in general. Even if it is this mm-hmm. piece of art and everybody's yeah. talking about it, it's still a Broadway musical. Yeah. Well, he was, he explained one of these like very specific rap references mm-hmm. and he explained it to me. It's something that I was, I don't even fucking remember it anymore, but I was like totally missed it. It was like one lyric and he explained it to me and I was like that after he explained it, I was like, oh, so that's not like, cause his argument about like why he didn't like it and why he didn't think it was good was that most or a lot of the references that he picked up were sort of like references for the sake of a reference and reference for a sake of a rhyme, but not actually giving any more depth. Oh, I think that's true. I think it's very, and I don't, I guess it doesn't bother me because I enjoy those kinds of things, but it's very like Gilmore girls where some of the references Mm. are, are applicable to the situation. And some of them are just references because that's part of their vocabulary of the show. Right. Yeah. And I think that the majority of those references just were like, I didn't even notice them, but I don't know. It was an interesting conversation to talk to someone who's not a musical theater person who's like kind of coming at from it from a rap standpoint, but also most of the conversation we were having was about the fact that his friend was like, it's the greatest thing ever. And he was like, I didn't like it. And then the friend was like, what's wrong with you? And having that we, so mostly we were talking about that conversation about how people are so polarizing about like, well, if yeah, you don't that's, like this, you're wrong, yeah, which is not a <laughs> concept uh, solely about Hamilton. People, Right. Just, I mean, I think I find it interesting, especially when there's something that's so widespreadly enjoyed. That's not a word, widespreadly. Um, (laughs) Why? Uh, And I probably, I'm sure in my, in the past was more attacking, but now it's just sort of interesting to me 
to, and this may sound condescending, but I don't mean it, but like if so many people like something and one person does it, doesn't, it's interesting to me why that person wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like culturally, yeah. <laughs> anthropologically speaking. Yeah, I feel like, you know what I think for me, at least maybe the the Hamilton fatigue is that I saw it and I loved it and I thought it was really good. And I've listened to the album and I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm enjoying it. But it's not like it's Hamilton isn't hitting me personally in that way where I'm like, oh, my God. Dana Scully. Hey, yeah. Talk to everyone. I mean, hey. I'm honestly. And like when it hits people like that, then they, they're annoyed sure. that it doesn't hit other people. I don't know. No, and I understand both sides of that because I'm honestly, we saw it so long ago. I know, it was such a long time And I would ago. love to see it again, but like in seeing it and in listening to it, emotionally, it doesn't really like there are bits and pieces of it that I emotion that emotionally resonate with me but like everyone's like I was in tears by the end and I don't really know that I cried at all when we saw it and I don't know that it has that emotional impact I enjoy the the energy of it the I mean again as much as we want to call it like revolutionary art or whatever there are obvious predecessors that led to its existence. So it's not, it's not alone in its existence, but Mm. in the sort of the leap forward that it has allowed musical theater to take like that, that is why I enjoy it. And I just Mm. like, like I said, I understand what that person was saying about the references, but I accept that that's the reality of those references. So it doesn't bother me that they're used superficially. Right. Uh, Right. And I think this also might be a case of the overhype negatively affecting someone because he was like, I don't understand why everyone's saying that it's like the greatest rap album of all time. All of a sudden, what the fuck is up with that? And I, (laughs) yeah. And like, right. And that's what we were also talking about is that I was like, it's like, like, cause we were also talked about the book of Mormon, how I was like, you know, he brought up Book of Mormon. It was like, yeah, Book of Mormon, when Book of Mormon came out, like, if you were a musical theater person, you're like, oh my God, look at this amazing musical that's really, 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 really funny. And then, like, people outside of the musical theater community were like, oh my God, it's the greatest musical ever that's changing musical theater forever. And you're like, what? Yeah. No. Uh, but we really loved it. And that's sort of, I feel like, what's happening with Hamilton, where people are like, like, also, whatever. It's like, clickbait you know they're like Hamilton sure. the greatest album rap album of all time and you're like what it can it just be really good musical theater that happens to be rap yeah and that's what it is and what I think is yeah. interesting about the Book of Mormon and Hamilton both of those being used as examples is that they were also so in love with being musicals that all these people mm-hmm. who are like, I hate musical theater, but I really love these two because they were done differently. I want to be like, they tricked you. Mm-hmm. They tricked you into mm-hmm. loving a musical, which loves musicals. <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> both of those. Patty, what do you think the greatest rap album of all time is? Oh, God. I don't know that I, like, have listened to enough, you know? Okay, well, what's your favorite rap album? 
I really loved License to Ill, Beastie Boys. I really loved Missy Elliott Under Construction. That's a good album. I think I don't know for like Boys like eighties and then millennial like rap. Um, I liked Dr. Dre's Two Thousand One. It's funny because the first thing that comes to mind for me, but I don't think I can, I don't think I would necessarily categorize it completely as rap. I feel like it's more hip hop, but I feel like off out of the stuff that I've listened to, out of my knowledge, Mm -hmm. the miseducation of Lauren. Oh, I do love that album. I love the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And yeah, that's like a, a bridge that's hard to hip hop versus rap. Mm. Uh, those lines get blended pretty easily. Okay. Like I know, I, I know a lot of Tupac and Biggie. They're like like individual songs, but I can't say mm-hmm. that I've ever sat down and listened to one of their albums start to finish. So I can't, you know, I can't really answer mm-hmm. that question. Or I, like I NWA, to, or to, you know, right? I started listening to NWA recently. <laughs> that sounds about right. To, trying to uh you know widen my musical listenings oh i really liked biggie's first album but i have to say that listening to it as an entire album sometimes is a little weird because like there's those couple of tracks where he has like you know blowjob noises and like a conversation and you're like i don't can i i don't want to listen to that track i know it's part of the story but like i really don't need to listen to those slurping noises for like a minute and a half (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that on Dr. Dre's 2001, too. There's a track called Pause mm. for Porno. That's like a 30-second, <laughs> like, orgasm noises. Let's All move right, on. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's move on from this very in-depth rap discussion that mm. we've had. Mm. Hey, if you guys have favorite rap albums, send them our way. Yeah. My favorite rap album is the cast recording to, um, what's it called? Bringing the noise, bringing the funk? No, no, no. It didn't actually get made. The Tupac musical. I can't, why can't I think uh, of what it's called? Uh, 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 holler, holler, if, you holler if you hear me. Wow. <laughs> that was a good joke I had to work hard for. We have casting at the Muni, like casting out of our butts. Oh. <clears throat> Uh, which I don't know. One day we'll get to the Muni and see a show there. So they're doing the Wizard oh, of Oz. Nice. I don't know who these people are, so that doesn't matter to us. Cool. <laughs> they're doing Forty Second Street. All right. Schuler Hensley is playing Julian Marsh. Someone please not pro hmm. bootleg, but I would like to hear Lullaby of Broadway. Thank you. <laughs> Emily Skinner is playing Dorothy Brock. Fuck, 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 That's, that's. But like now I have to go. I don't know who John. She's going to be tap dancing. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Continue. That's okay. John Alan Saxer is playing Peggy Sawyer. I don't. She was in Honeymoon. I'm not sure who she is, but. Oh, okay. Um, Jay Armstrong her. Johnson is playing Billy Lawler. Oh. Excellent. And Harada is playing Maggie Jones. Wonderful. And Jason Kravitz, who I don't know, is playing Burt Berry. Then Jason they're doing The Music Kravitz. Man, and Hunter Foster huh? is playing Harold Hill. <gasps> oh. Like, I don't know. The Music Man, boys. 
I don't know. The Music Man bores me so much, but I would love to see Hunter Foster as the Music Man. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Liz McCartney is Marion Peru. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who those other people are. They're doing Young Frankenstein. Josh Grissetti is Dr. Frankenstein. Or Frankenstein. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I like telling fuck. you these things. I mean, it's, I'm not doing it to be a jerk, but. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's great casting. What a good part for yeah. him. I want to hear him sing that, that quick song about the brain. I don't know that show at all. Oh, my God. I love I'll that show. I'll have to show. listen to it's the cast so, recording. Especially that he has like this. The second song in the show is this patter song about the brain and like the lyrics in it. Patty, you should listen specifically. Just listen to that song because as a word person and as like a person who likes dictionaries and stuff, I think you'll really enjoy it. Let's see. Who else? Steve Rosen is going to be Igor. Oh, that's good. And then Vicky Lewis is going to be Frau Blucher. Do you know who Vicky Lewis is? No, you no. would definitely recognize her. And Jen Cody is Elizabeth. Who's Elizabeth? Oh, my God. Jen Cody is, well, that's the Megan Mullally part. <clears throat> oh, well, that makes sense. That's the, uh, the, um, Gil- no, not Gilda Radner. The other one, Madeline Kahn. Oh. Which one of the dead funny ladies was it? Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry about that, everybody. I stand by that joke. Um, next up, they're doing Mamma Mia. Julia Murney is Donna. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Oh, that's stupid. I want to see that. Anne Harada is Rosie. Fuck. Jenny Powers is mean? Tanya. That's all the casting oh they have for that so far. Oh, you guys, this is just... Are there any, like, summer jobs <laughs> in, in Missouri that I can uh, take up? I don't any know. Any coffee shops looking for a summer exchange? Maybe you can work at the Muni. <laughs> and then they're... I don't know. I hear it's just, like, hot and gross there. <laughs> yeah. And then they're doing Fiddler on the Roof. And Michael McCormick is Tevya? I don't know who that is. Me either. Oh, mm. I think you'd recognize him. Anna Nathan is Golda. <gasps> what? <laughs> and That's Nancy great. Opal is Yenta. Oh, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's the matchmaker? Yeah. Fuck, man. That's fantastic. And they're doing Aida, which we knew. We knew Michelle Williams was doing Aida. Black Michelle Williams? Yes, black. Wow. No, white Michelle Williams. Well, I thought White Michelle Williams might be playing Amneris. Oh. I don't know. No, but Elizabeth Stanley oh is playing God. Amneris. What if Black Michelle Williams was playing Aida and White Michelle Williams was playing Amneris? <laughs> that would be great. That'd be great. And I was like, come see Michelle um, Williams squared Zach Rez- uh, Zach Rez- Oh, my God. I can't say his name. Zach Resnick is playing Ramades, who I uh, love. Rada Mace. God, I never say his name right. Zach Resnick. What do I know him from? He was in that Burt. Oh God, what was his? The Happy. Uh, God, what piece of my heart? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He was the main guy in that show. <laughs> and Patrick Cassidy, brother of David Cassidy, is playing Zosher. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! She says. <laughs> So I that's mean, the I've never heard season. of that human before, but cool. Oh, God. Congratulations, Missouri. He and Dave, you know who David Cassidy is from the Partridge family? 
Sure. I think I love you. Whatever, you'd recognize him. And then this is casting, which I don't know if you've heard, but if you haven't, I wanted to surprise you with it. Oh, gosh, what is it? So there's a show called Privacy that they're going to do with the public. And um, it's it's about privacy and technology in the digital age. Mm. And Daniel Radcliffe is going to be in it, which I'm excited for. And you may or may not be. But also Rachel Dratch. <gasps> oh, Rachel Dratch. Why you got to be in a show with that idiot that sells all the tickets? Damn it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's exciting. I love her. <laughs> Good for her. Congratulations. Yeah. How exciting. More theater for Rachel Dratch. Hell yeah. She is great. I love her so much. And finally, we have Anastasia coming to Broadway officially. God bless America. I mean, it says at a Schubert theater to be announced, and now I'm thinking the Schubert. Because Matilda is leaving. Wait, does it have dates or do they just say next it season? It just says during the 2016-17 season. Oh, my God. That would be so great. I'm into it. I still am going to go to Hartford to see it. Yeah. Because I really love Aaron's and Flaherty, guys. Yeah. I know you love do. Aaron's and Flaherty so much. Well, let me know when you decide to go and we'll see what I can work out. And right, it's, I got to look at things. I got to buy a ticket to see Shoshana Bean at Funny Girl. I got a lot of things I got to yeah, look at. And they're reuniting with Terrence McNally, which is exciting. Ooh. Oh, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And be someone good. I can't remember on one of our social medias asked us what we thought about Derek Klena, which we had talked about before. And we're sort of ambivalent because we've seen him mm-hmm. in roles that we we thought were miscast, not necessarily about his ability. So this seems more his Who's style. Who's Anastasia? Christy Altamar. She was also mm-hmm. in um, I mean, Carrie I'm with him. I give her give her a shot, but I have to say that I was really excited about Kelly Barrett, and I don't know yeah, why that's she's true. not attached to the project anymore. I don't but know. I was excited about her because I loved her in Dr. Zhivago. Me too. That's true. At least it's not Laura Osnes. Mm. No offense, Laura Osnes. True. No offense, Laura Osnes, but take on those meat rolls, okay? No more veggies for you. (laughs) Carolee, 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 update! Carolee Carmelo is just living her best life right now. I'm so excited. I think she really is. I feel like she's just living her best life. She's on Broadway. She's happy. She's sharing it with the internet. It's great. It makes me happy. Her wonderful social media posts are so joyful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Did you see the picture, I'm sure you did, of the cast of Tuck, including Andrew and Michael Park with their show Lights of Broadway show cards? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want one of those. I want the big one. I know. I want, I want a big, big one, Carly too. Carmelo one. <laughs> we should see if Squig's fellow Folio group member can get us a big one. Yes. And th- so those yes. also, just a plug for our friend who didn't ask us to plug. <laughs> those, his, mm-hmm. the new, uh, like, like pack of cards is out. Yeah, yeah. I need to get some. So, yeah, there's new people. We got to get them and trade and, and. I hear there's an Emily Skinner one. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. There's a Ryan Steele one that I would like to get my hands on. <gasps> then I can have like my Ryan Steele Newsies card and my Ryan Steele Real Person card. Aww. And they can be friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, oh, and Carolee Carolee said uh, Robbie Roselle tweeted up to Donna Murphy and Carolee and was oh, like, uh-huh. "Hey guys, why? Well, like, why don't you have an album? It's stupid." And Carolee was like, "Let's do it." I know, and, and I know, I know it was just Twitter, but like, I. I do feel like my life's work is getting Carolee Carmelo to make an album. Well, then Donna Murphy was having a day where she was catching up on all of her Twitter. <laughs> and she, because we responded to that and was like, this is necessary. And she favorited it. So maybe she'll make it happen. Make it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet of the Week. On April 14th at 1.04 p.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, Ugh, isn't it way past time for a female superhero film? Lupita, Angela B, Viola, Taraji. Come on, Hollywood. This is a no-brainer. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, yeah. can we that. have I'd some sort of... of it. I'd see the 10-season TV show <laughs> of it. I'd see it all. And some sort of super squad with all those ladies? Some sort of super, super squad? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? Super squad. Wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? Also, <laughs> Audra, you also should do it. Um, yeah, she can be in it. Some people she responded play, and also... Like the Charlie of the Charlie's Angels, you know, so she doesn't have to do every episode, so she can still do theater. Yeah. Uh, some people also responded and suggested adding Patina Miller, okay. Halle Berry. Yeah. I mean, just the, the <sighs> possibilities yeah. are endless. I, I, I would support that Kickstarter. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go go see live theater. theater!